Welcome back to Rounding the Earth and Happy New Year. Um, welcome to 2023. Uh, I just kind of did all this. I, I just went through this whole like, you know, Happy New Year thing and then realized that uh, somehow when I punched the button, it didn't make us go live, but we're live now. And uh, today I've got uh, Steve Kirsch is joining us. And, um, and uh, this is after I've made some uh, very sharp commentary about the Died Suddenly documentary. And we're going to discuss the, the DMAD data, the, the military health uh, data. And so we can welcome him up here now. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining us. Hey, Matthew. And, and being the one person with enough courage to, to talk about this. Um, because I, you know, I, I personally, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty angry about this. I feel like um, I, I felt honestly betrayed, you know, you know, very betrayed that, that after, you know, nine and a half months of making it clear that there were some sort of, you know, deep shenanigans going on that everybody decided to, you know, take a piss on a thousand hours of my work and, and, you know, create something that was, uh, that to me looks like a farce and looks misleading to the point of being, um, misleading in ways that seem hard to accidentally happen. Right. Uh, you know, arrangement of data to create a false story that um, that ultimately, I think, um, casts a very dark shadow over everyone trying to do work in the medical freedom movement. So if Steve has agreed to, to come, you know, hear me out and also give his, his point of view here. But um, I, I kind of want to go back a step. I, you know, Steve, I didn't let you introduce yourself, but I, you know, you have like a million people who follow your Substack, So I assume that everybody knows who you are. I, I doubt there's anybody uh, watching who doesn't know. But if you want to give yourself a a brief introduction. Uh, sure. Former uh, high-tech executive uh, discovered that my friends were dying due to the vaccine or being injured. Started looking at the data, discovered that we were being had. And so since then, I've been created a Substack in last October and uh, trying to expose the truth. That's it. And now you work in the cryptocurrency industry also. No, not really. I mean, I used to. I, I had a central bank digital currency company. So but that's um, that's alive and well, uh, but I'm no longer a part of it because they kind of made me choose between being CEO of the company or speaking out, of, out against the... Oh, I thought you might be still there because you wore the shirt the other day. Oh, yeah. I just have, have got it, got uh, lots of shirts. Um, <laughs> uh, so here's a question. Before we start talking about the DMED specifically... Um, like just to sort of get get an idea of the importance of the level of these conversations. What in your mind makes the Brooke Jackson case so important? Because you and I see very eye to eye on that, it seems. We both think that this is a very big deal, this case, right? So why yeah. you know, why is why is this case a big deal? Well, I'm gonna give you uh, you know, the short answers here because we have a lot to cover and I'd really sure. like to to talk about all cause mortality, uh vaccine versus um uh, and no vaccine, you know, did, was the vaccine a, a, a good intervention? Because I think that's the really the most important thing to, to talk about. And, um, you know, you've done a lot of work in this area. So I'd, I'd love to, uh, to talk about that as, as the bulk of our conversation. Because when I when I talk to people, there are a lot of people who are on the fence as to whether, yeah, you know, sure, COVID killed a lot of people, but the vac and, and the vaccine killed a lot of people, but we think the vaccine ultimately saved more people than it killed and therefore was a positive intervention. Well, I, not. 
you know, I, I would like to focus the conversation on the DMED data, which is why I contacted you and invited you on. Yeah. Right, right, right. But but overall, uh, Matthew, I, I'm, my goal is to save lives. And if I can convince a lot of people that these vac vaccines were, were poor interventions uh, with very convincing data, uh, that will be a, a great outcome from this conversation. Maybe. So, or, or maybe it okay. will set people up for uh, an even worse manipulation. Uh, well, you know, I'm interested in, in exposing the truth. So uh, if we can get to the truth and, and, and talk about, you know, I, I'd love to, to hear your views on, on that. Okay. Well, um, let's see if we can get to the truth of the DMED data first. But um, okay. All right. But, but let's talk about Brooke, uh, one, one thing at a time. Brooke Jackson. Yeah, it's, a, it's an important case because Brooke, Brooke uh, revealed that there was lots of corruption in the, the Pfizer trial. And so she's going, if she's successful, then um, it just will bring down the house and the drug companies will have to pay billions of dollars uh, in damages. So, well, and specifically, uh, it's a fraud suit, right? And, a, and, and, a, and fraud would take away all of the protections. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So we agree that fraud is, is a key reason why this yeah, is she, different than the others. Yeah. And if she wins, she wins, it's, it's, uh, it's monumental. Okay. And they're claiming it wasn't fraud. The other side is claiming it wasn't fraud because the government was in on it. They they knew everything that was going on. They knew that uh, the American people were being defrauded, and therefore, it is not fraud in their definition. And so that's their uh, defense, apparently. Okay. Um, but okay. So let's talk about another suit. Um, what makes the Andrew Huff story compelling to you? Uh, the Andrew Huff story, in in terms of of what? So I mean, like he's made a a, a bunch of Right, I just saw you had written it, articles like promoting the story. Um, sorry, uh, which story? Sending out tweets. Well, you know that's fine. We'll skip past it. Uh, okay. uh, maybe, maybe you did it quickly without thinking too much about it. Um, but yeah, you know, I bring it up because it's another. It's a Thomas Rince case, and so I was curious as to whether or not you had, you know, thought that yeah. case through before promoting. I, it. I spent. Yeah, I spent. Uh, very little time on on that so is that okay. maybe that was in a tweet somewhere but if you if you bring it up i'm happy to comment on it no it's fine i'm happy to move on um okay. so okay on an on an experimental level one of the things that i didn't like about um the died suddenly documentary was i felt like it presented the clots as something that some people would worry um would feel like a magic trick right like i don't know if you ever saw like there were uh, people in yeah, yeah, sure. medical tourism who would fake putting their yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, so the, the famous, uh, the amazing Randy was the the big. Uh, oh, was he? Was he part of, of these? Was he? Was he the one who exposed that one? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprised yeah. me. Um, yeah, you know the guys who do the surgery, surgery, the mystical surgery, and whatnot. So yeah. Um, so, so here's a question: Can you think of any way to run an experiment for such a documentary? that wouldn't take too long, but that would validate whether or not lots of embalmers are seeing, you know, because there's this claim that sort of like, it's not just me testifying, I'm testifying on behalf of a hundred embalmers who are in this room, right? right. And there are a I lot think, of people who doubt this story, right? So- Right, but nobody's pro provided any evidence. I, I, and just for context, for people who didn't see the movie, I think the, uh, the segment that you're referring to is that, uh, <clears throat> I think Richard Hirschman uh, was in a room with a hundred embalmers and he says, anyone else seeing that? And everybody raised their hand. Right. And so like, essentially we've got, and there were a hundred people in the room applying for a hundred. Um, and, you know, and, and oh, that's because, huge. Because, that's there a huge. Are, 
Well, but, but because there's no sort of like good experiment run, I think a lot of people look at that and go, are we being fooled? You know, because there are a lot of moments in that documentary where like, you know, like uh, Rent saying 300% increase in cancer cut to um, Ryan Cole. And he's saying, I was the first to say I saw an uptick when the uptick that he saw had nothing to do with 300%, right? So like we have moments like that in the documentary that look so on face misleading that people wonder about that one. So I'm the question yeah. I'm asking is, it, you know, let, let's think like experimentalists. Let's think like cryptocurrency people. How can you test for validation? Yeah, well, val so the question is, what are you trying to validate? Whether these clots exist? Well, or whether or not that it's a large number of embalmers who are testifying, who are giving testimony. I mean, I, th I think I think the uh, the room was pretty telling. Uh, I, I guess it wasn't recorded, right? right? I mean, we, but you know, but, but you could find you can find people who were at that uh, at that conference, and you could okay. the the easiest way is to sample that and say, oh, I know people Absolutely. are, at, but nobody has come out and said, hey, I was in the. Nobody has come out and said I was in that room. And nobody raised their hand. Well, as far as I know, somebody nobody's come out and said I raised my hand. Nobody's come out and said I was in the room. As far as I right. know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like that, so that that's like a zero validation. That's no test, right? But we could uh, test. We could test easily. We could get we could get a group of volunteers, and uh, we we could put together. Uh, you know, they could uh, compile first a list of phone numbers of embalmers, and then they could randomly you know, be assigned or randomly choose to pick embalmers to call. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the problem then, is that, that, that embalmers don't necessarily want to tell you the truth when they're uh, called face to face with right in that room, they were anonymous. Okay. But there's a difference, but like, okay. Uh, how many embalmers would tell the truth? Do you think it's 10% or 50%? Oh, or, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's really hard. Right. I mean, I look, but this Matthew, is, I, I talked to, I talked to one embalmer who went out, who spoke out publicly and that embalmer uh, had their business trashed. I mean, it, uh, financially devastated. Um, oh, we don't have to reveal who they are. Yeah, I, I get that. Right. I mean, this is like this is this solving this problem is exactly the problem that the cryptocurrency right. industry solves. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Matthew, I, I've heard of too many stories of people with one foot or ten inch. One one was a ten inch long clot. Uh, another one was a two foot long clot. These clots are being taken out of people while they're alive and they're being taken out of uh, people who are intact. You know, I, that's, I, that's I, extraordinary. I, I, I understand. The, the question is not whether or not it's real. I mean, I, you know, I, I'll say this, my, my probability meter has gone down personally. I, I'm not, I, I don't believe 100% or 0%. Um, my, I'm more interested in, in the discovery process, but also, you know, I, I'm kind of getting to, um, you know, what well, is well, wrong yeah, with, the, yeah, with I mean, suddenly and, and why it is that it was that it, that it seems to me to have been something that should have been, I don't know, avoided altogether. And, and then and then go back to talk about the DMED data, because I feel like the DMED data was actively ignored and suppressed leading up to it. And I actually I personally believe that that I was suppressed and that that story was suppressed for the purpose of reaching something like the the point of making a documentary that would then you know make that information look wildly you know um plausible when it's not plausible yeah. at all yeah right uh, um so well so for the embalmers i've talked to uh lots of um 
embalmers. I would say, you know, lots of, I mean, I've talked to a handful of embalmers mm -hmm. and they're all seeing these clots um, because they're talking to me. You know, if they talk to me, they're, they're seeing the clots. And if they're not talking to me, you know, I don't, they're, they're, <laughs> I, I don't know what they're thinking, but I've reached out to people to check Richard Hirschman's story. I reach out to other embalmers who have no association with him. Um, and these clots physically exist. You know, you can go to Ryan Cole's lab and see them. So I don't think there's any question uh, that they're clots. I mean, you, you may wonder about, well, what, what percentage? I, th I think you'd have to go, um, why don't you go and just shadow uh, Richard Hirschman for a day? And you'll that's see it fine, firsthand. Uh, interestingly, yeah. I, I tried to go shadow Thomas uh, Renz for a day uh, in, in Alabama, which is the same state Hirschman's in, which is where I grew up. Um, he didn't seem to, to want me to be uh, in court yeah. where he was. Yeah, but, 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 but I, no, no, no. Really but I think I'm not arguing whether or not the clots are real. Uh, yeah. the, the, the reason I raised the point was to discuss whether or not there's an easy experiment that could have been done for such a documentary. Right. Because what, what I'm getting at is, is was this thing put together, whether or not some of the evidence is real, was yeah. it put together as a as a um, propaganda project and then possibly that could be easily discredited later on? Right. I, like, I, I think, you, yeah, Matthew, if you wanted to do it, you'd, you'd pick a random embalmer and then you just shadow them for for uh, 10 embalming uh, sessions. Just pick a you know any random embalmer and then just watch over their shoulder while they try to embalm the body, and and know what you're doing, right? And then you you and and then do it, if you're not convinced by that, then do another random sample, another random sample, and you'll see what the rate of these these clots are, because you're randomly picking an embalmer. You'll have to get an embalmer to agree to let you shadow them, but that would well, be one and, way. And there are lots of ways to, to show this. I, and we yeah, will have to yeah. get some people involved in the process, right? Um, yeah, but 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 I, but I think we're we're like I don't think this is the 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 important thing, you know. You, I, I agree. I think I we agree. should. Okay. So, so you know, I think, moving to the DMED data itself. Yeah. Let's. Um, yeah. So can I can I say something about that? Just sure. So to to, sure. to to short look, Matthew. I don't think there's anybody short circuiting or trying to um, uh, deplatform you or anything on the the DMED data. Uh, the the problem with the DMED data uh, is that. The Department of Defense has said, hey, we screwed up. Um, there was a database error and, and we fixed the data. Now, you've done a lot of work to say that the analysis shows that this thing is does not make any sense. And I totally agree with it. But the problem is that now we have, you know, it's sort of like garbage in, garbage out. They claimed it was garbage in. They claimed it's correct out. Now you're claiming it's garbage out. And, and I believe you that it's garbage out. But the problem is we don't know truth. And, and so spending time on if we can't find a signal, if we can't find a reliable signal, it's not as interesting as databases that are more reliable, like the Medicare da data that, um, you know, so the focus, um, if the DMED data were validated, Department of Defense says, hey, this is valid and we find a, a signal in it, then we have, you know, something that we can work with. The, the DMED data is way better than the VAERS data. Sure. Could, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and they're, they're different. They're different. But but the question is, is the DMED data that they have right now that they claim it's correct, right? That did um, they claim yes, that, that, yeah. that they've corrected that it all? Okay. Right. 
Okay, great. So is there a signal in there that is devastating for the vaccine showing that it, you know, increased, you know, lots of things that, uh, yes. you know, showing that the, the vaccine intervention is, is harmful? Yes. Oh, well, see, that's news to me. So I did not know well, that, that. That shouldn't be news to you because we've discussed no, it. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, we, we, I'm we telling you honestly, Matthew, Matthew, honestly, I my impression until just this second is that there there is what you had determined is that they manipulated the data. But I do what I did not true. know is that the final what I did not know. I'm just telling you what what I'm what my understanding was. What I did not know until this very second is that you can look at that DMED data and now conclusively determine that the vaccine intervention um, was negative uh, for the military. That's news to me. Where show me what that, article? That, that just seems show me what, that that's news. Show show me the article. What article? Show me show me the uh, the, the Substack article. I, I I will have to I'll have to go through my articles to find where I may have said it first. But I was saying <laughs> the whole time. Now I mean from beginning to end, and in our conversations personally, and in your steering committee group, over and over yeah. again, I said I said there are still signals. Period. And, and but, sometimes but, I but the problem is that the signal the signals have to be devastating for that they have to be rise to a level of this says that the vaccines have killed more people than they've saved or something like if it's if it's a signal that diabetes increased or or something you know that that may not be meaningful right so you have okay so I saw this article uh-huh. um, but again where that is the devastating. Um, <sighs> and it looks devastating in particular in context with all of the other correct data that we have. And I'll show you, you know, this is the uh, healthy user bias data that you and I, you and I were discussing this before, um, before Steve came on, uh, we were talking about this and I'm going to show, um, uh, let me see, uh, I'm going to show something real quick, which is that once once you get to know these these charts well, um, you can see that after each vaccination, you can see negative correlation happened between the vaccine and and COVID death for just a little while. It goes down, it comes back up right after. But you see the same effect with median household income, meaning meaning that really what we're looking at is an effect of median household income. Uh, this is a well known bias called the health user bias. Now, these arrows that I have right here. The, the first two right there, those are the same as the two up arrows right here with pulmonary embolisms, right? We, we could, we could have, we could have put together, if I hadn't been snowed in, spending hundreds of extra hours with people telling me, you know, oh, you know, this isn't understandable or you're wrong or, or, you know, Thomas Rents is God's warrior to save the world, you know, and, and all this nonsense, uh, we could have had, we could have put together all the, I, I mean, I have it, I have piles of it. You know, if I hadn't just been absolutely avalanched with nonsense. Well, you know, we would have a very clear story that at these same moments, we see the data move everywhere we look, everywhere around the world. That's pretty conclusive. It, it, well, but you can't, uh, uh, this chart alone is not a so it you know th this chart shows a cause 
an, an effect, a, a response to a stimulus. Okay, when you do the stimulus, you get an effect. Mm-hmm. But in order to convince people, like, look, I'm calling up, I'm, I'm talking to lots of people and I'm saying, hey, uh, do you think the, um, uh, the vaccines were a good intervention or not, right? So if I asked you that question um, right now, uh, and I asked you to uh, t- uh, to prove whether or not that's the case. A lot of people uh, point me to to Fenton's analysis, and you're, you, you've seen the the devil's advocate analysis, right? That Fenton did. Uh, I can't remember what the devil's advocate one is. The devil's advocate one is he says, "Hey, let's play devil's advocate," and he's got the little devil with his horns, and he says, "Well, could it have been COVID that caused the excess deaths? Could it have been?" People delayed medical care. Could it have been this? Could it have been this? Could it have been this? And he shows that you only have a correlation coefficient uh, that is significant and statistically significant with the um, uh, uh, with the, the vaccine and not anything else. So if you're looking for the cause of the excess deaths that happened in 2021 and 2022, that if you examine all the possible culprits, that the right. I don't cul- get that same result, by the way. The by far the strongest correlation to excess deaths is pneumonia deaths. Now, there may be a question as to what caused those pneumonia deaths, but the vaccine injuries that we're seeing are more cardio related and more like, you know, cardio, nervous system, heart. Uh, the, there, there's this weird question of why do we have a million excess pneumonia deaths? Right. So I personally like I, I know that you 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 got to the point where you believed 500,000 deaths. I don't know where you are. It sounded like in the documentary, you were talking about 1.4 million. Well, I, the, the number I, I quote is, is 500,000, which I get from 15,000 excess deaths. Okay. Times, do you, times do you, the know 40. The, you know that the documentary portrayed you as pointing at 1.4 million deaths? Um, I may have said that it could be as high as, but... Because you're talking about you were talking about fourteen. Okay, this and this is this is a major problem in the documentary. And if you don't even know that they portrayed you as pointing at one point four million deaths, you should yeah. go back and take a look at this whole thing okay. and ask: okay. Is All every right. thirty seconds of this total nonsense? And I think the answer is basically yes. Yes. Well, <clears throat> what I said. It, uh, so, so first of all, I don't think that the documentary is total nonsense at all. I think there are very compelling pieces of that. I think that the conspiracy. Uh, theories at the very beginning uh, was a was not productive. I think that showing uh, the the footage of uh, people who were falling and and not dying suddenly and were not vaccinated um, ends up being misleading. Yeah, uh, you know, so, I, so I think there are a lot of there are a lot of things that that were they're always uh, put back to back with something that's false, as far as I could tell. Like yeah. every piece every piece of true and credible information was paired with information that looks to me to be not true or credible, or at least is unchecked in a suspicious, weird way. Yeah. So look, I didn't, all I did was I agreed to be filmed for the documentary. The documentary got shared, uh, is now being viewed by over 15 million people. And I've gotten emails saying, Hey, thank you for appearing in the documentary. You may have saved my life. Okay. That's why I did it. I did it because it gave me a platform to tell my story. Now, is everything else on that particular platform going to be 100% true? I mean, no, of so course you, not, okay. right? But I, I can, Matthew, I can only control what I say. And, and let, me, let me tell you this. Suppose CNN invited me 
to speak on CNN. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, would you, should I, do you think I should speak on CNN? Should I accept their invitation to speak on CNN? And I'll speak out against the vaccines and, and tell no, people. Of course not because, because they're totally full of shit. And like, th- yeah. this is, this is basically like okay. going to talk with okay. people who in my right. opinion, in my opinion are actively performing scientific misconduct. And I agree. And so, actively involved in, uh, I think that they're actually trying to stir violence. Yeah. I, I well, every, I, 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 I wouldn't go that far, but, but I would say that a lot of people would accept the invitation to speak on C, to CNN because you can then speak to people who are essentially blue pilled and perhaps wake them up. So for me, I would say that if CNN called, no, I, I would I, accept. I, I, I think it's fine to go on CNN so long as it's clear that you are not there. Um, uh, supporting the, the, the platform, supporting, supporting what the they're platform. saying. Right, right, exactly. But, you know, the same was true for, for the Stu Peters documentary. I do not endorse the conspiracy theories that Stu Peters has. And I never have. And I get, I'm in constant, you know, discussions with him. But Are you, he, do, you endorse, do you endorse the presentation of the DMED data? Do, um, what, in the, in, the, in the film? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I haven't even seen the film, to be honest, Matthew. <laughs> I, I only wow. know what I said in the film. I have not had a chance to to, to see so the entire film. you let someone else take control of your image and then commingle it with somebody else's image in a way that you don't know how they're processing it. Like, are they lending your credibility to people who are maybe maybe telling lies, maybe absolute falsehoods? No, who knows what they yeah. might be doing by by commingling your image with others? Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. Wow. I, I'm a. Okay. So I don't. When when you get interviewed for a movie, when you get interviewed for a CNN interview, when you get interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, okay, the only thing you can control is what you say. You cannot control how they're going to use you. This is why a lot of people will refuse to speak to CNN because they're afraid of having it misused. Or, or some so, people ask to be able to view the documentary before saying whether or not their image will be used. I'm actually helping uh, out with the documentary. I actually, I actually haven't seen that done before, but that, that that's a new one. I mean, normally they have you sign the release when you, when you get interviewed and you, like otherwise Asim Malhotra who would be interviewed by, uh, by the press would say, well, let me, let me see that interview. You know, before you publish it, I want to edit it. I have never, in my entire life, been able to say, "Hey, take my story, and and if I, if if I like the story that you write about me, then I'll approve it, and and you can use the interview." Never that it, it just doesn't work that way. Okay, um, you spoke last year at a number of events with Thomas Rents, and yep. did, did you ever pay attention to what he was saying about the DMED numbers? Um, yes. But okay. I don't think he's—I don't think he's credible on, on, on the the DMED uh, numbers. But uh, yes, I've I've heard him speak, and I don't think that um, that what he's saying is is um, is is backed by if you actually take a close look at the data. I sure. think he's being fooled by the uh, the numbers. Now, I am I going to go? I, I I if he had any questions. He 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 stopped asking questions. He made it seem to me like he fully yeah. understood. What I found again, but I haven't had. See, I haven't had that level of conversation with him to know that. So I'm just basing it on 
you know, this guy is, you know, believes that the the numbers that he was given by, you know, he was dropped the, the numbers by Teresa Long. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I don't think uh, Teresa Long is deliberately, uh, maliciously um, reconstructing uh, the data at all. I mean, I've, I've talked to Teresa Long directly, and she is very legitimately concerned about the number of soldiers that are being harmed by this. So she's dropped data on Wrens. Now, that data, she may have misinterpreted. And then Renz may have misinterpreted on top of that, but that doesn't mean that any of them are bad actors. So well, as far uh, I don't uh, have any direct I, evidence. I'd like to jump in there though. I'd like to jump in okay. there because between the two of them, I had over 20 conversations. Yeah. And if they had any doubts about what I was telling them, it feels like they should have raised that question, that conversation. And and it, it actually had to, I had to walk on eggshells for a little while with Teresa because, and this is something that I explained to you that she could not read the data. She like, she would look at the queries and she would say it said one thing when it said another, like, and these things were wildly different at times, right? Like she looked at a a chart that, that had all pregnancy related illnesses. And she said, you can't tell me there were 173,000 pregnancies out of 200,000 women in the active duty military. And of course that's, that's not at all what the query was about. Um, and 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 you and you and she were talking about birth defects in conversation, right? Uh, no, I were primarily talking about uh, rates of myocarditis and disability among. Uh, well, you may have been she, about, she, You sent me information about a conversation about birth defects. Okay. Where she had said there were eighteen thousand nine hundred, and you asked her how many are there ordinarily, and she said ten thousand. But there are only twelve thousand births a year. In the active duty military, it's definitely not ten thousand birth defects. Yeah, but but yeah, but but, see, but I, I didn't know that. I didn't but, know that. So, but, so. But you and I walked through this. We had we had a conversation about it, and, and and we have we have chat logs about it. Oh man, you know there's so many numbers being thrown around that that I'm expected to remember and and then validate that and say, oh no, that can't be because Matthew told me this number. I you know I, the, the I, point the point is the point is actually just understanding that she can't read the data. Right. But and the reason I bring this up is because then it looks like a production for nine months to reach the point of making this documentary. Look, look, I'm not I'm not here to uh, defend or attack um, Teresa Long. I think Teresa Long has her heart in the right place. She may be maybe she's misinterpreting the data. Um, We could have a discussion on that. But I think that the more relevant part is what's on your screen right now. Okay, so she's uh, that slide. Um, is presented by Teresa Long in the Ron Johnson hearing, the top one. Right. Okay, but the bottom one you say is the correct data. No, 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 no. Um, okay, the, see that? See they, now I'm confused. No, they right. just changed the they changed the definition. That's what I. That's the story of this article. Is that look? Well, first of all, she points to 2021 when the immense rise begins going up in 2020. Right. That's the largest percent rise in the history of this data. Is 2020. Right. So, so, so let me ask you this: Do you believe this oh. chart? Is this chart correct? Yes. This chart is correct. Yes. Wow. Okay. I thought you were saying Teresa Long keeps using this chart and it's wrong. She's so you're saying the only reason these numbers rise is because they added COVID-19 to the charts. That's it. That's the only reason, right? You you can see before it wasn't going up. In fact, it was going down and you know, like the the way you present the chart can make this look sharper or steeper. I'm sure you know that, right? Um, But the, the, but at some point, 
after 20, sometime in 2022, they decided to add COVID-19 as a reportable event, right? Reportable events are a list of specific events. I can't remember if it's like 59 or 69, um, but they added just COVID-19 last year and that's it. That That's how the numbers increased. And, and she could have oh, so, checked that or she could have, yeah. she could have called me and asked. Yeah. So uh, if you uh, go back, so are you claiming, are, are you, are you saying that in 2020, that the increase in the bars, which were relatively uh, flat before yeah, that all the increase is because they added COVID to it. That's right. Okay. All they're so, doing is counting cases. This is otherwise meaningless. All this is essentially is a case of COVID nineteen is a chart of COVID nineteen cases. Well, but what about the uh, the 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 sudden deaths and 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 whatnot from from COVID? Are are there any of those deaths well, from the some, sorry yeah. from the COVID no, vaccine? We're, we're not arguing as to whether or not the vaccines cause deaths. I believe they cause deaths. Right, but are they in that chart? Right, no, is that chart no. uh, a chart? Uh, no, uh, well, I mean there, there might be a is, tiny number. There might be like eight people in the military last year who who like died and suddenly from right. from the vaccines. So, so the so the thing is that illness and injury is different than um than than deaths and looking at the deaths caused by true. COVID versus that's certainly true. But it's also I mean like the point is that that she that she sh if if yeah, if yeah, I hadn't been I agree with you entirely ignored on all of this then nine months ago, everyone would have understood, 10 months ago, everyone would have understood, nobody there could, could read the data. I was brought in, I could read the data. And instead of, instead of you know, uh, letting me or, or even helping me, I mean, I probably wasted 500 hours just trying to sort this out, right? Right. And having people, you know, email and attack me and, and uh, you know, uh, increase my I, defense. I wasn't, I wasn't one of them. Tire slash. Matthew. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I, I wasn't one of them. For sure, I'm. I'm to, I was. To, I've always been totally supportive of looking at the at the data and seeing if there's something there. So where is the signal? So if this is just COVID does, uh, COVID injuries or illnesses, right? Where is the the smoking gun? You know, is it the hey pulmonary embolism? Well, was the pulmonary embolism? Uh, you know, can you show that that was due to you know the vaccines? It, it, it's vaccine related because it's correlated with the vaccines. It's the most likely cause. I don't know right? why so, you're asking for one smoking gun. I think that that because this is this is literally a propaganda campaign that has gone through generations of development through the through the vaccine injury. You know, asking for one smoking gun is is a little bit absurd. Okay, but 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 see what I what I'd love to get from you is a very concise no. You know, he, here's here's the data, and here's why it shows that it was the vaccines that were that's causing massive numbers of injuries versus COVID. I mean, you basically want to convince someone in a single article uh, that's short, concise, and to the point, and doesn't make any kind of. You it's know, not going to happen in a single article. It's going to happen, like you know, with uh, well, it's going to happen if I, if I could animate all the charts that I have. If I, if I had a, if I had a little bit of help. You know, I could have yeah. put together an hour-long documentary that shows, uh, you know, that shows. Uh, okay, the okay. So, so, so you, Matthew, you have a lot of followers on uh, Substack. Ask for help from people to help you animate those charts. But see, let me let me give you an example. Um, uh, 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 Norman Fenton uh, created this um, 
devil's advocate thing. And that that substack that he wrote, or I don't know whether it was a substack or his article, whatever, um, that was that was really compelling. And it's really short. He basically says, but I, I, I won't go through it. I actually but, don't think it's compelling. I actually don't think it's entirely correct. Like I said, I, I, I can identify correlations that he wasn't discussing. I don't think that there are a million vaccine deaths or 500,000. I actually, I actually think that my original estimate where I said uh, at the time, um, I said uh, 72 to 180,000, probably right, right around the, in the middle, 120, 125,000, maybe it's up to 150,000 now. Um, I actually, you know, looking at all of the data of all the different sources the, and, and what John Cullen told us, what he pointed out that, that pneumonia deaths, they, and they perfectly mirror, they perfectly are like the same shapes of the curves hit the uh, the excess mortality. So you've seen that, right? I mean, he, he showed those. Uh, you. Yeah, that was that was a long time ago. And then yeah. I had him I had him talk with uh, JJ Cooey and, um, you know, then asked JJ to evaluate uh, what he's saying. And I, I don't remember the, the results of this. It wasn't like JJ's calling me up and said, he's 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 got it. You know, he's, no, no, I the think point is that he's got it. Um, I mean, uh, neither JJ. Like, it was you know, it was me and JJ and uh, and Nick Hudson and um, and um, uh, Gonachar or Gonacar, however you say it. Um, it. We all talked with him, and and we all we all agreed that that the story of the Spanish flu didn't have much support. But what he what he brings up in terms of right. the pneumonia deaths that is important because that actually tells us that that's a piece, and this is why this is why we okay. all but 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 Matthew why. Stories. Okay, That's but why, why would there stories? Because the U.S. bioweapons research program has spent years perfecting the ability to just boom turn on pneumonia location by location. Right? We like uh, I, I pulled out. I, I, I don't. I haven't. I haven't seen evidence of that. But right, what, you how, do you, how do you think they're doing it? How, how do you think they're 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 causing pneumonia to well, spike up? And why would someone do most that? Most likely bacteria. That's the way they did it for decades. You know that was Operation Sea Spray in in San Francisco. Was was they they you know covered the city with bacteria and then boom you have pneumonia outbreaks. And then uh, you know two decades later um, Congress examines it and in the congressional hearings they they go by city after city after city. All cities that are that are at um, you know U.S. bases, by the way, but but they show these uh, these pneumonia spikes over and over again, and and it, it certainly looks like that what the U.S. was doing was testing um, bacterial biowarfare and how to respond to it, um, or, or or just what the effects were. Um, I think that's the most like I'm not saying that I know. I'm saying that we need to we need to be honest with the data, not chase fake data. We need know. to. You know, um, we we need to make it easy for me not to have to fight a landslide of people, you know, uh, pushing back against me. Like this, like the DMED story, it was interesting to you. It was interesting to you when Rince presented his numbers. It was interesting to you when the DOD said um, it's a glitch, which you doubted. And I doubted too. Me and you and Robert Mullen all, all put out substacks within like two hours of each other saying, well, this is kind of fishy. But it suddenly wasn't interesting when I actually figured out what was going on. Everyone in the world just seemed to drop the story and, and suppress, you know, not even just that story, but my entire Substack, right? My Lincolns went down 95%. My, my, my Twitter <laughs> links went down 95%. Very quickly, very suddenly. It Matthew, died suddenly. 
Yeah, well, that you know, there's no conspiracy to deplatform you or we, you know. How do you know that? How do you know that? What if I told uh, you I have email? I'm not we'll okay. Fine, I'm not aware. Okay, how about okay. this? I can only say what I'm aware of. Okay, right. I, I'm only, I am not aware of anybody or any emails or any conversation saying, "Hey, let's deplatform de Crawford." You know, he's he's getting too close to the, you know, <laughs> to the target. There's none of that. I think. I please, please, Matthew, I would love for you to write a substack that anybody can understand that's as simple as the, the Fenton thing showing that, hey, here's the better explanation, right? So let me just ask you point blank because because we have, hang on, just okay. let me ask you the question point blank. Do you think the vaccines as an intervention to reduce COVID was a good thing or a bad thing? Did it increase all-cause mortality or decrease all-cause mortality? Right, uh, I think it's obviously we're, we're the bad thing. I, I I think it mild. I, I think that it increased all cause mortality. I do, I still don't know how exactly how much, but but one way or another, it's clear that they are just not effective. The the you know it is an entire it is okay. So so all right. So on health, there there okay. So there are there are there are these uh, papers. Uh, I I pulled up three of them last night that showed. Oh, look at these vaccines. We're we're seeing a tenfold. You know, it, it's decreasing by a factor of ten the number of people who are dying from uh, uh, from COVID. The vaccines are working. They're, they're decreasing the, the deaths by, you know, close to a factor of 10. And yet I look at the UK ONS uh, bulletin and there was one, I don't know if, if you're familiar with this, the, the, they said, oh, expert review of all of the things and it goes all over the place from it's just, you know, 70 percent reduction to 30 percent reduction and so in the uk uh thing it said uh we think it's a 0.5 we think it, it will reduce it by 50 percent have you do you have you did, did you see that you know um, what i'm talking well, about well i i originally um published articles you know reevaluating the the pke data um the own and the ons data but um it, yeah I, and and i wasn't sure why like they they did kind of bounce around i ran those numbers too they didn't give us enough information at first actually to fully you know um uh de um decompress the age bands uh, uh what, what sorry deaggregate excuse me deaggregate the age bands but i think i did a pretty good job of estimating right when uh i think that was right when delta was coming along um but you know, one way or another, it is it is still going to show some efficacy because of this healthy user bias, right? I, like this is this this piece, and you know, I, I haven't had time because I've just been constantly snowed in. But all of the data, if we arrange it, will point to this. Um, it's not going to be a simple one article presentation, but you know, I think it would be a compelling like you know, if, if somebody can help me like animate this to show this going from left to right to show to, to start with the median household income and have a discussion of that to have a discussion of education levels. Um, it, it will be clear that these numbers are backstops for efficacy, right? And that okay, then, so then when we watch the the vaccine data roll in, not only do we have do we have the fact that it never gets much better and, and overall it's worse. Like the, the black line is the best line, right? Overall, overall, um, just being conscientious is what uh, causes people to, to be healthier. Um, and, and it's what causes people to get vaccines at the same time. Um, but look, you know, these, these slopes right here, you know, we can begin to match these to all the other charts and tell a true story. But, but if people are, are getting excited because of stories that are either dubious 
or false, or I, I think um, uh, overconfident. Like I think I think your five hundred thousand or six hundred thousand number, or wherever you might be now in terms of vaccine deaths, is overconfident because I think that it um, it, it it ignores other causes of the deaths. And, and I do think we should be worried about other causes than just vaccines. Like I, you know, there may be more going on than just a vaccine. But 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 Matthew in in Vares, the, the 15,000 excess deaths associated with the COVID vaccines, we're not seeing that rise for any of the other vaccines. The other vaccines are, are reporting the same number of, of excess deaths as they always have, you know. So if it were a more of a systemic thing, you would expect that those, the numbers for the other vaccines would go up as well, but they don't. Maybe, maybe. It depends on uh, whether or not these bacterial infections or, or, or something like and, and I shouldn't stick to bacteria. I'm, that's like one hypothesis, right? Suppose that cities are sprayed down with bacteria, but that the babies don't get the pneumonia. Then you wouldn't see it with the baby vaccines. Okay, but but we would see the planes flying over. The, the, the bacteria should be detectable. Like, why isn't someone running an experiment to go and look at the air quality in, in bacteria to either validate or invalidate your hypothesis? Well, I, I, and, I, and also, I, Matt, I, I wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The, the other thing is that when you look at the VARES deaths, the people who died in, in VARES, they're not dying from pneumonia all of a sudden, that, that the 15,000, it's not like 10,000 of those, of the 15,000 died from pneumonia. Yes, I, I, well, some of them do, some of them do die of pneumonia, um, but I totally agree that people who are dying of pneumonia would not be as often categorized or, you know, they, they would be more likely people who died in nursing homes or hospitals and, and may not be reported into VAERS as much. That's not to say that, that there is or isn't causation to the vaccines, but that is. No, no, but no. Yeah. But I'm just talking about if you go and read the VAERS reports. So for example, there are 14 kids who died after they got the vaccine in VAERS that the CDC analyzed. And I looked at that very closely. You know, looked at all 14, right? It's a nice set because it's not like you cherry picked it. <clears throat> These were kids like, I think it was 12 to 17. And the causes of death were pulmonary embolism, bleeding in the brain, uh, uh, cardiac arrest, and things, all, you know, all things that kids never die from. Now, none of those deaths was a pneumonia death. Agree. Now, this is why we okay. should think. So, so we you should have not think that the vaccines are the cause of all these deaths. We should not think. There are a million excess pneumonia deaths, Steve, in the last three years. A million. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 enormous. What if, what, what, what did do, Matthew? And, and were there were, how many how many how many how many pneumonia push. deaths were there in 2020? I don't know the number off the top of my head. Um. I, I, I mean, okay. I, I know the shapes of the, I know the shapes of the chart, right? The one that John Cohen showed each of us. What, um, what, and, what, what were the, what, okay. But what, what, what are the, were in 2020, was it, was it relatively flat that like, when did pneumonia wow. peak up as, as a cause of death? Exactly when COVID did. Um, yeah. So are they, they classifying COVID deaths as pneumonia deaths and, you know, it's just, it's just uh, most COVID deaths the, are 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 actually like the, the thing that kills people is the pneumonia. Like the, the yeah. and the non-pneumonia okay. COVID deaths are probably false positives, or people who just have or people who are healthy and so you never had much replication or infection. They just had some 
you know, trash, you know, sequence, you know, fragments okay. uh, in them. So, so look, I, I have a hard stop at, at 10 15 here, or sorry, 11 15, um, my time, which is in 25 minutes, just so you know. Um, but I, I really do think it's important for us to, um, like at one point you did this worldwide analysis, you said there are 411 deaths per million uh, vaccinated. Do you still stand by that or do you think that's wrong? Um, that, that's going to be a more complicated conversation than we can have in 10 minutes. Yes, I think that that is a, a correct analysis. Um, it, it is unclear how much of that is something like, um, I, I actually think that answering the question as to whether or not there is something like another bio weapon like pneumonia, you know, uh, sorry, like bacteria or it, it, I, I need to go well, back to that, Matthew, now that, we have, that was a worldwide, that was 25% of the worldwide population that you got yeah. those numbers from. Yeah. Now, if it's a U.S. thing and they're, they're, they're testing pneumonia on the U.S. population or spraying the U.S. population, I don't know that they're going to Madagascar or going to, you know, other parts of the world that you had oh, but no, included they, in that they, analysis. They've been running these programs all over the world for decades. Like, right. like Undetected. Undetected. What's Undetected. There's nobody spotting the plane. There's nobody measuring the air quality. There's nobody... Detecting well, we, all, we, all like for stuff. decades, we've had testimony about program about things like this in the Korean War, but the government would never admit to it. We do have testimony. We do have uh, testimony about the U.S. releasing uh, bacterial uh, uh, bacterial or viral agents in China, and have had that for years, decades. Just nobody talks about it. Right, right, but 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 Matthew, this is this this would have to be 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 constant. They'd have to be like doing this every like week, spraying all these places all yeah, over the yeah. world. Move, move boats around and then spray some and, some other area. Right. I mean, I think it's it's it's, it's, easy, it's, it's it's. I think this is not a so, process. It's something okay. that they did in the fifties. I think. <laughs> I think. I think. We, I think we should go and arrange to that. If you, if you think that that's a hypothesis. Um, you should coordinate with people to go and measure air quality or some, you know, some way that you can measure the bacteria in the air. And so you could see that when they, that when the plane goes over that they drop this, cause you'd see a sudden spike, right? The, the, the plane would go over, you see the spike, it would exponentially decay. It would come up again. So you would see this constant, that would be the smoking gun. You would be well, a hero. Well, I mean, if you want a smoking gun, I mean, we do have Canadian video of, of, um, of the government being caught, uh, putting something into rivers that looks like it very well could be batches of of bacteria. I mean, like you know that that we have, and we have in Poland, uh, we have a similar like uh, okay. river fish die off that could have been the so, same. Okay, thing. So, okay, so 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 explain to me. I did a, I just did a survey on people who died. I had a bunch of death reports, and I asked them about the symptoms of the death reports. And for the people who were vaccinated. The number one symptom that they reported was died suddenly. Now, people who were unvaccinated, the died suddenly was like you know in the weeds. But wait a minute, like, I, I thought only like uh, I, I thought that half died in the first three days, but like twenty percent died in the first day after vaccination. Wait, what? Uh, I I don't know if this is I don't know if this is no true. No. I don't believe that it's true. Yeah, no, this is these are um, fifteen hundred. It's number these, one, not a majority. Um, I mean, it's, it's the it's the most frequent, you know. The, okay, um, okay, that's possible. That's possible. Right, it's the most okay. frequently cited. I asked them, "Hey, what are the characteristics of the death? Characteristics died suddenly, blah blah blah." There's this huge difference from the vaccinated people 
because those people had the number one cause of death as, as died suddenly, whereas people who are unvaccinated, it was, you know, at various other things. And I put that in my Substack. It's it's in black and white um, in terms of the difference, right? The curves for the causes of deaths for people who are vaccinated is vastly different. Okay. I, I'm going to say I'm going to say that right now you should be more skeptical than usual about these surveys. And here's why you should be more skeptical about these surveys. Okay. I think right now, I think right now there has been so much propaganda that people are not thinking critically well on their own before forming an opinion. And I'll show you, I'll show you a very specific case as to why that's true. Right? Um, this is uh, Ashley uh, Ashley Theobald, who is uh, a Turkish American uh, uh, computer um, professional who handles databases. And um, on Thomas Rince's Substack, you know she. Um, she, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that uh, that that Tom wasn't making clear that the original numbers were nonsense, and she jumps in and she, you know, she calls me retarded and says that I'm I must be taking money from Soros and Gates and all this stuff. But then I, I, I walk through. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I walk that, through. Is, that is unsupported. <laughs> I can say that that is unsupported. Yeah, but but you know, I, I walked through and I said, well, look, you know, in 2020, I spent the whole year doing stats for early treatment medicine. Part of 2020, in 2021, I've been doing vaccines. 2022, vaccine stuff. Uh, I, I I worked with the DMED data. You know, I I've spent hundreds of hours, probably a thousand hours, including all the the chaos and, and writing articles. Um, and so she says, okay, you know what? I'm going to go through this myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna read your articles and I'm gonna tell you what I think. And she comes back and she says. You know, okay, I, I, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this, I get this now, but you know, I don't think Mr. Rince is being, you know, uh, I, I think that uh, that he's a good actor, blah blah blah. And then by the end, she's like, you know what? Um, this is huge. Uh, you're right about everything, it seems, and his and his silence on this conversation is deafening. Um, so, this is a database professional who was trapped in a false narrative because of the fire hose of media. Yeah. And the reason I invited you here is because you or Brett Weinstein or Robert Malone or any of any of those people who have large platforms that the greatest number of people are are taking their their truth pills from if any one of you had pushed the fact that I had gone in investigated this in a way that that our mutual friend David Weissman called very careful, right? If if you want a scientist to decide who's being careful, that's the yeah. guy you ask, right? Yeah, that, that's but, a great compliment for a piece of work. Uh, uh, let me let me let me tell you this, uh, Matthew. If you published, uh, uh, like your your article on four hundred eleven deaths per million, I refer to that. Uh, you know, I definitely amplify that. Way okay. less important, huh? Well, okay. Well, look. If the that was first data, order analysis it, when we were Matthew, trying to, may, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. But okay, so so let me just top line: the vaccines were a bad intervention because they ended up causing net all-cause mortality. Agree or disagree? Oh, I think that they did. I okay, agree. good, good. We're in agreement. Pointing to one number, though. That's okay. If you did a Substack article, okay, I'm going to put this out. All your listeners are listening. If you put a Substack article telling me how to prove that using the DMED data or, you know, DMED data in concert with blah, 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 okay, no, I, 
I will. I guarantee you, now I will amplify that up the wazoo. Because all of this surrounds the DOD, and the DOD is running propaganda campaigns on both sides of it. That's why this is more important. You know what? If the DOD winds up controlling the counter narrative after we have some big victory, then all of this is for nothing because they will still control the world with the same programs that they are. So no, yes, this, but, this but, is a level bigger. It's way bigger. And and in this story, we have very good evidence that the DOD is playing a role supportive of this propaganda campaign. Great. So se secondary, uh, I, I'm not so interested. Right now, my focus is in saving lives. I'm not trying to go and discredit the DOD or say they're running a, uh, you know, all that stuff. Okay. Right. I'm just telling you, Matthew, my focus right now, my personal focus is in saving lives. Okay. I know. So I know. Forget to the me, to, <laughs> to, to me right now, it's to expose, expose what the, the wizard has said, right. That, 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 uh, that in fact, what the wizard, I'm more interested in saying that the wizard of Oz has said something wrong that people shouldn't believe. That you're and willing, then, that you're willing and to go then, on stage and with second, the Piper and say it. Se, well, no, no, but 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 second to that is to expose that if you pull back the curtain, you know, you find that there's this you know little man standing behind the curtain. So my first thing is let's save lives, and then we can pull back the curtain and expose the man behind the curtain because lives cannot be restored. If and we so do it if on you their schedule, they will take credit for the win and then everyone will follow them and they will control all the death that they want and they can do it a lot bigger than they've done. I'm not uh, it's Matthew this is not an either or okay this is not like you do give me give me this one and don't give me this one give me both. Okay I'm just saying okay. that right now to me if you if you're saying that I'm not amplifying it, it's because I don't have an article that clearly lays out that people can understand that is superior to, for you example, keep telling me people don't understand. I have thousands of people who write to me and say thank you for helping me understand with some of these articles. Wait, but but it's, our, it's Matthew, I, Matthew, Matthew, I, Matthew, I asked you for the URL of your. I, I can tell you, Matthew, it's not working. Okay, because. When I ask, I, I go to people and I ask them, hey, what's the most compelling analysis showing that the vaccines were a failed intervention? Okay. And they're not pointing to one of your articles. Most of the people I ask will, will say that, hey, Fenton's analysis, I think, was brilliant. That's one of the best ones. Well, the sure, UK it's about 20 times as much promotion. But, but I mean, I had a thousand, you know, when I did my, my mortality analyses, I had a thousand viewers, right? There were what's, a thousand people reading. What, what, but Matthew, if it's just a promotion issue, just give me the URL of the roundingtheearth.substack.com article. That, there is no one. That makes, I, I don't need a one. That, and, 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 but here's the, thing, here's the thing. You can call it convincing. I'm trying to be correct so that it stands the test of time. I get it. If I get it. But you have to package it, it so that it doesn't matter if it's incorrect. No. But Matthew, I'm trying to tell you that you need to package it if you've got. If it's not one article, you need to bring it all together in an article that summarizes and much makes the case for if people. I didn't have to spend hundreds of hours unwinding other people's theater lives and bullshit that you could have stopped in one article.
You could have stopped that in one article. Matthew, you have you have you could have, you could have saved me that 500 hours. <laughs> I could have written that article 10 times over. Matthew, please write the article. Please write the article. Yeah, please right now it's my trying. priority because I have so many other things I need to do. The, the healthy user bias analysis, which you've never seen, I published that six months ago. You and I have even talked about it, but every time I brought it up, you just ran right over it. It's, you wouldn't it's even not, it has to be in the context. Like, what are you doing? The healthy user bias analysis? I, you know, if I had known that it was going to be so compelling to you, when I mentioned it to you like two days ago or three days ago, you said, oh, send me that. I'll push it right out. Like, what, like, what are you talking about? I sent it to you six months ago. Matthew, it, there, this the article that you write just has to be super clear that you can go and show it to normal people, you know, that you're trying you're trying to convince the masses here. It has to be presented in a way that it convinces the masses that this is correct and this is what is causing okay. this I, I, I perceived hear you. I, I, vaccine. I know what you're going to repeat. Um, you're, you're uh, like, like for example, you know, you're Sandy. You should hire Sandy. someone to do private investigation on all of these people that you appear with so that you understand who they are and so that you're not wasting all of our times, those of us who are actually trying to do the work. You're, uh, let me give you an example. Your San Diego analysis, which which I will admit that I don't fully understand, but it it, it basically said that vaccine efficacy was negative for the booster shots and that you couldn't tell for earlier shots because the San Diego data lumped the unvaccinated with people who were, were vaccinated. And so the right. fact that you had positive efficacy, you couldn't tell. But you, you had a clear number here that showed it was negative efficacy for, I think it was like the booster and beyond. Okay. And, and the other number that was positive, you said, hey, you know, don't really know um, on that one. But yeah. clearly, right, re you remember that article. Okay, yeah. now, I thought that was great. That's a that's a great article. Now, can you repeat that at a more worldwide um, uh, level for people where you show? Yeah, hey, I'd, have, I'd have done right. it 10 times over if I weren't snowed in by all of this. Don't, I mean, for, how, how, how many hours do you think I spent trying to figure out how to leave the country? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, or, or how many extra hours or, you know, twiddling my thumbs because you told me twice that you'd send me a lawyer to help me file FOIAs, right? You told me that. Renz told me that. You know, Naomi Wolf's lawyer called me and just talked ad nauseum in my ear and never listened to a word that I said. Um, you know, how, how many, you know, I, I think five different times I've been told I'll send a lawyer to help you. And so I'm putting together documentation for them. In all of that time, I could have been writing the analyses that, that, that very clearly pulls all of these together. I think you should do that. Ex I think except, you except that I've been, no, I think the far bigger story, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that until I get, until I get some understanding of, of, of why it is that I have been gaslighted about all of the rest of that. I think that is, um, because I, that's I, way more important because that involves my physical safety. That involves my right. wife's physical safety. Right. Right. These are way more important to us. I, and, but but even the, even the long term issue, okay. the long term I issue, it, I, if look, we give I think the it, DOD the win, if we give the Pied Piper the win, if we give the propagandists the win, it is not going to matter that we won. You know, if we have some turnkey, I don't know if you've heard of this plan, 
but 2024 election and then turnkey put these people into the CDC, the FDA and, 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 you know, put these people at the top. Who are these people going to be? You know, have you seen the names on this list? It's people who were pushing vaccines, right? That's, that's the end of, that's the end game of this propaganda campaign. The end game is also probably win, winning some sort of a war with China that doesn't need to take place. Way, way more important. The vaccine deaths are almost done. Almost all of that happened in 2021. Um, really? Yes. That's interesting because I just talked to a geriatric practice with a thousand patients. Virtually all of the vaccinated, virtually all the people who died, um, who are vaccinated, they they attribute to the vaccine that these people uh, went downhill rapidly after they got the vaccine. They used to have like ten deaths um, a year in their practice. In twenty and and she sent me the list of people who died in twenty twenty two. Do you think uh, there that were the there were really like twenty more? vaccine deaths in 2021? I, I don't know. She hasn't compiled and it in have, 2020. Have, have they, have Matt, they Matthew, wait, 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 wait a second. Hang, hang on. Hang on. She hasn't compiled the 2021 deaths for me, but she compiled the 2022 deaths. I don't have names because that would be a HIPAA violation. That's fine. Okay. All right. But I have the date of death and the age uh, for all these people. And she has the number of people who she knows who are vaccinated. She has a number of people who were unvaccinated. And what's more important, though, is that when you look at the cause of death, and I talked to her about this, she says that, you know, we're seeing that we can ascribe as a big factor in the cause of these people's death is that uh, that it was when they were vaccinated or I'm not sure why we're going this. Maybe your number is closer to crack. Maybe because mine is. because you just made a statement saying that there are no vaccine related deaths. In no, 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 no. I said the vaccinations are behind us. Almost nobody's getting vaccinated, and and the, there have been almost no correct. Okay, months. right, right, right. So uh, we're, we're 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 hoping right because people are figuring it out. Yeah, but well, I mean, we know yeah. that there are fewer vaccinated. We, most yeah, of those yeah. happened but, in 2021. But like, l- l- let me l- let me ask you this: If you got vaccinated. What do you think the, um, and, and you died. Okay. You got vaccinated and, and, and you ended up dead. What do you think the percentage of people who can ascribe that death as being, um, you know, that you were pushed over, that it was influenced, that that vaccine helped you to die? Right. Um, you know, there, there are always a million factors that help somebody to die. Right. So there, there's a philosophical question at the end as to answering, you know, do you call it? Right. You know, Was it a cause is, of the death? What it did it push someone is, is over? The... The death? Well, it may be that right. everyone who ever took a vaccine dies sooner because they took the vaccine. That's possible. But, you know, the, the question is like, like maybe we come up with some sort of an impact factor, impact analysis. And look, I, I'm all for doing a very deep review and, and stopping, you know, almost almost or all vaccines until that very deep review is done. Because I, I, I believe that almost all of the data that I've seen is nonsense. I think that this right here, this healthy user bias, you know, once, once we, um, once we draw this out, work this out, um, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll show that that's been the case for all of the vaccines. I, you know, and this is in the literature, you know, why is no one on our side talking about this? 
it's weird that like Jeffrey Morris was talking about this, but no one on our side was. Um, it, this vaccine, this healthy user bias is a known effect. It's been known for years, but it's, it's you know, make it disappear by not talking about it. Just like my no, dad. I mean, it's like, right, right. It's all about communication, okay? If I think if I showed this chart to my wife, for example, she'd say, those are squiggling lines. I don't understand what this means. Right, which is why I need to animate it, which is why I said I need the hours or or the help animating this. Right, right. But Matthew, so, you but could go in, not- on your Substack. You have lots of followers at, who are highly technical and very smart. Just ask for, hey, in the comments, please, if you can help me do this, just do it. I mean, it, it can't be that hard. You know, I asked for help on 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 my presentation. I got um, dozens of people. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I I don't think that it is as simple as that. But um, I mean, you know, I, I've asked for help it, on on you know, I've asked for help on putting together an open source intelligence project. And, and, you know, none of you help with that. Like you could project that out and we'd have a thousand more people working on it. And part of the reason why we wind up with these confusions and we don't even know what we're debating at times is because we don't have a, you know, uh, an open source intelligence central repository for information. You know, like I, I, I'm spending the time trying to bootstrap these other things together, which would have an overall, you know, helpful effect by getting no help or getting the runaround. You know, if somebody tells me they're going to help, but you know, 90% of the time I've been told during this pandemic, I'll give you help with this. I'll, I'll send you a lawyer to help file for you. You know, write this up for me. You know, I was told the other day, you know, publish a paper, right? You know, I, I was, Oh, rinse. I, I wrote a 40 page, you know, he, he was having me write to Congress. I had a 40 page article. And then the day before it was going to be sent, um, one of his other attorneys said, Oh, you don't need to pull it on that or on this one. And then I never heard anything about it again. 40, pages with charts and explanations you know you know what why don't i do this why don't i do that because i have all these other projects that i'm being snowed in on but all you all you have to do all you have to do is is you could have stopped all the rinse nonsense in one article well if yeah if i had spent the time to do that that was not my focus my focus is on saving lives and i don't i don't believe that rinse is uh, these things don't take 10 minutes. I'm very, I'm, I, I try to be as very careful uh, about this stuff. And so the, the, I mean, look at this. just not, you know, like, like this is, this is so clear. It's so easy. Obviously the numbers that were presented at the Johnson hearing were not close to the historical numbers. So they could not have possibly been all the data. And that should end any conversation as to whether or not that data is used. But here it was being used in a documentary with you a month ago. That should offend you. I I haven't seen the documentary. I haven't seen <laughs> I know. the documentary, well, well, Matthew. So, you, so, so when you, you should have a private investigator and you should have someone who is spending the time vetting the work that you're doing with other people. Matthew, Matthew, let me not. let me tell you this. Even though I, I have not seen the entire documentary, I've seen pieces of it, not seen the entire died suddenly my phone would be lighting up if there was something that was upsetting people that, you know, I have not gotten a single message and I get, I am inundated with messages. I have I, as far as I know, I've not gotten a single message to say, Oh my gosh, Steve, drop everything. You need to write a sub stack to discredit. Um, the, the propaganda campaign has been strong enough 
that they have even been able to fool a database administrator. That's the point, Steve, that with, with without without help, you know, um, you, you, you've had Pete on and in your articles many times and, you know, promoted that and, and spoken and spoken with with him. When when you are promoting all of them before they have been willing to step back and say what the truth is about the data. Then even a database administrator needs me to personally walk her through it before she understands it. That's the effect of propaganda, Steve. Well, hey, hey, I'll tell you what. Matthew, That's why nobody's you, calling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so look, I, I, I have to go because I, okay. I told you I had a hard stop. But, but well, let me tell you, you this. I, no, no, let me tell you this. You know, I really would have loved to have talked about the all-cause mortality and, and uh, you know, whether it's uh, vaccine versus. Um, versus COVID. But let me tell you this, if, if you want to go and uh, say that I'm not promoting something, if you want to go and submit something that you think and, you know, lay out for me what you, you would like me to promote for you, I'm happy to go and look at that and take a look at that and publishing it um, to my, to my readers. If you're, if you're, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, you should be doing this, right? I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. It's, that is not my, um, my focus right now, but look, I'm, I'm glad to do it for you. If you think it'll move the ball forward, I'm, I'm glad to, uh, well, you know, it, it, essentially the military replaced the, the entire GMED system. Senator Johnson told them only to keep their, you know, that they had to keep the data from August 31st onward. Yeah. Look, 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 if you, hey, fine, you know, write that up for me with a little bit more than that. Right. And, and, and uh, as a great, Send it to me. I'll, I'll I'll publish it as hey, here's the DMED story in a nutshell, right? It's right because people don't necessarily that's it's not gonna be a nutshell because we had 10 months of drama that could have been prevented. Yeah, I, 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 I know, but but like I said, if you can create a concise summary of here's the DMED story, here's what the data really means, here's what it's showing now, and here's why it's significant, I'd I'd be more than uh happy to to take a look at that and 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 republish it. Then you get your DMED story out to to a wider audience. Okay, I mean, we, we were on the phone. I did ask you to do that in March. Where's the article? Where's the? Uh, I I am so overwhelmed. We like I don't even have time to to even read my my. You know, when my I mentioned health bias, it took you five seconds to say that you would push it out. With DMED, we were talking about it like an, an hour a week for on on different phone Matthew, calls. Matthew, once once again, <laughs> if if you if you you if you you package this for me so I can read through it and say, yes, I understand that. Yes, I can validate that. I will be happy to go and, and push it out to my audience. And if, right. you cover, if you want to cover, you want to cover DMED, if you want to cover DMED, you want to cover healthy user bias. But, you know, I, I love to give people stuff that they can understand and that's backed by solid science. So if you can provide that to me, I'm more than happy to, uh, to republish it. A lot of people understood this story but they'll follow what you say about it. Again, make it. I, I, I don't know how many times to repeat this. I know. If you can go. And I don't know how to make it clearer than this picture. If, <laughs> great. <laughs> wow, if, right? That, that doesn't look. Those, nothing like the, like the data they look, said. Yeah. Um, this has to be in a way that somebody could read through it and understand it. I'm seeing arrows and question marks. 
Um, sure, sorry, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't get this. Okay, right. You need, you need to, you need to explain each of the charts and what they mean uh, to people. And you're the in the best position to do that. It should only take you, I don't know, an hour, right? Um, oh, if you do that, I'm, did it in March? I, I never saw the email from from you to me saying, Steve, I wrote this Substack. I'd like you to republish it. Okay. for you it, it has where was the where's the email i have Matthew. chat logs i have chat logs from us on signal talking about it where okay so so show you me want me to pull those up right the, now like do you really no show no, me? no 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 will you will you will you please show me right now show me the private link that has the article that you said that i should uh publish like show you the article i'm sorry are you asking for the i can i can get the article sure okay which is which is the article that you said that I should go and and republish for you? This one right here. And okay, you, so show me a little link on a March twenty fifth article on yours that was kind of like hiding it within the bigger story. So technically, you did link to it. It was just within, you know, but, one but that's that. Yeah, but but I asked you for what I should publish on my Substack to refer to people to yours. I don't understand why this isn't the answer. This walks through what the medical surveillance monthly reports are and why it is that dated, you know. Okay. And, and do you I, want me to just put? Do you okay? So you, so Matthew, would do you would you like me to publish an article on my Substack that just links to your article, that article? <laughs> Like I said, and tell people you well, should sure, read this. But I mean, like I said, it's too late. There will okay, never then be I an investigation to... into the DMED because it no longer exists. Right? What no longer exists? The the entire medical database system was taken out and replaced in October. Yes. While trying to shake your tree earlier than that. Right. We we had to get this done earlier. No, but 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 you had you had well, the well, evidence. You wrote the you wrote your article based on the evidence at the time. That doesn't change your article. You're right. It doesn't change the article. It changes. The okay. Fact look, that we'll never what, get to look at the look into Unisant and and whether or not they were. We, you hey, know, we'll never look, get to look at their database. All right. I, look, I got to I, I, I got to go on one more time. Okay, but 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 look, if I offered, if you wanted me to to promote that article again, to send me the URL, you said it's too late. Okay, so look. <laughs> like I said, if you, I mean, I, if I you, it, and it's too late, both the, the, those don't contradict. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, I, 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 I gotta go, but Hey, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more. All, All right. right. Thanks for joining us. Sure. All right. Um, well, Steve's gone. I'm going to, I'm going to continue for a little while longer um, just because I, you know, a lot of these answers frustrate me. Um, they frustrate me, frustrate me a lot. Um, you know, on, uh, when I wrote this article in particular, this was March 22nd. And then uh, on March 25th, Steve and I are on the phone talking about talking about this. And, um, and he has his own article that was published on March 25th. I could go find that. I'm sure somebody could look back at his Substack. Um, it, it has a picture of Pete Chambers on it, so it shouldn't be too hard to find. Uh, and and uh, we discussed linking my article to it. And, and when I said, you know, you could, you could put the article right here where, you know, this is being explained. And, and he literally just like stumbled and stuttered, like, like almost like, 
I can't do that. Like it, it was very weird. It was very frustrating. And what he did was he winded up like, like, you know, including the link in a sentence that, that sort of, that, that made it totally unclear that the entire story had changed. Right. Totally unclear. Um, he could have clarified at that moment and he could have saved me, you know, hundreds of hours, you know, th this idea of, you know, you should write this, you should write that. Well, geez, you know, like, it, uh, you know, really and truly he had that opportunity. Um, and part of the reason, you know, um, eventually throughout the year, I stopped, I almost, I virtually stopped talking with him, but, uh, you know, probably at the time we were talking three or four times a week. Um, the, this, I, I do not trust this excuse that, oh, this is because people won't understand. I need something that people understand. Um, you know, I, I've gone into meetings with, at this point, hundreds, oh, you know, over a thousand people in the meetings that I've been and talking about the DMED, and people ask a question or two. And this database administrator, you know, the very beginning, and I think this is mostly because of cognitive dissonance, the longer you let something go, the more questions people have. But, you know, she... She just, she had to, to ask one question. I can't remember where it was. Yeah, right here. I'm still trying to decipher exactly why you believe the 2016 through 2020 reference data is almost surely fake. And of course, the, the word fake, this was after I was frustrated four articles in. It's not the best word to use. Um, you know, the, the, but the data that was used by the, by the DMED team was, was incorrect. And, and they didn't know at first, but they didn't know, but, or if they didn't know, it's because none of them were trained to deal with these databases. Um, as much as, as, you know, people on our side are pushing, like I, I saw a, a, an interview between Daniel Horowitz and a guy named Matt Staver. And, you know, I'm listening to Daniel describe Teresa Long and, you know, he's like, she, she has a master's degree in public health with a specialization in the defense medical epidemiological database or something like that. I don't know if those were his, his exact words or not, but to me, I'm thinking, okay, that's bad journalism. That's so misleading. Uh, I, as far as I understand it, she never dealt with the DMAD between her training and, and the time that she started looking it up later. But it was clear to me that she could not read. And I've given multiple examples. She, she cannot read the data, right? She's, she's not like in, in public health classes. I mean, people should look at that as a formality. You know, if you've ever seen what, a, you know, and I've seen them because I've helped write them. If you've ever seen what public health, um, you know, stats courses look like, it's like people who had trouble with, you know, middle school algebra. And that's the level that they teach to. I'm not saying that all those people did, but that's literally the level that they teach to in a lot of those classes. A lot of those classes are, you know, hey, you're willing to take time off and do this. They're more about teaching people Excel. They're more about teaching people how to log into a system. Um, but if somebody is not practicing using that system, um, then, then maybe, the, you know, th there's never any reason to know that they got to the point of understanding it. Um, you know, but it's clear that every person that I've talked to, uh, you know, that use databases agreed with me, but even, even people in all these meetings, when I've given these presentations, you know, of course, some of them are to like Pandata. And it's understandable that people at Pandata, you know, can can understand this and grasp it better. Uh, lots more people with with computational ability in there. Um, but you know, I, I've been in meetings with people who had absolutely, um, you know, no training. Uh, I've, had, I've been in meetings with people who had no high school education, who didn't have a high school diploma, and they got it, right? You know, if, if what you if what you can do is stand back and go, okay. Uh, something doesn't match the historical data. So there was a problem before that. Like it, it, it's really, it's really a matter of basic logic, right? And I, I feel like Steve is trying to shift either that or he is just, 
I mean, he, maybe he's just mind fucked. Like maybe he doesn't understand what the higher priorities are. Um, but you know, he, he's, he's acting as if, you know, I, I don't understand if you can send me a smoking gun, then I will publish that. But I, you know, he, he trusted everything that I did before and after, but you know, he, he didn't even say, I need you to do this before I publish it. He didn't say, I need you to do this before I send a lawyer to help you find the fo file the FOIAs, right? This is all of a sudden, you know, maybe if I didn't do it, it's because you weren't making it clear or something like that. Um, by the way, thanks for, um, thanks, uh, Will, uh, for the Rumble rant. Um, and thanks for everybody who's, who's watching. Um, you know, I'm trying to do my best to, you know, stay reasonable. Uh, I do want to give people, um, let's see, somebody's saying, uh, Matthew, I'm still confused about DMED. Uh, the server was wiped and the data was changed. Don't talk about March. I have my grumbles about March. Got no support either. Um, you know, still confused about DMED. I, you know, here's the thing about DMED. You don't have to understand it fully. No one knows you know, outside of perhaps Unisant, which is why we needed an investigation. You don't have to know everything. All you have to know is that it is 100% clear and always has been. Um, well, uh, wherever I, wherever I had that article up, it, it's 100% clear and always has been that the, um, ah, uh, shoot, where is it? That, uh, here it is. It is 100% clear and always has been that the denominators used to make these gigantic, you know, thousand and 300% increase numbers was incorrect. We know that there was something like a glitch or held back data or, you know, a syncing problem after uh, the server migration because we know that the historical data looked much, much higher. And this, these, this is even all the historical data. This is you know, most of the big categories and then they get tallied up in these charts. But no one went and looked at the historical data to see what should rates look like. I, I, I just don't understand why that would confuse anyone, right? I, I feel like... I feel like then I'm, I'm gaslighted that it's almost like something that, that people uh, practiced saying in private. I've even had people email me, people who have been in these conversations with, with Steve or, 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 or um, John, who's, who's in here right now, saying they, they almost feel like this is a practiced mantra. Um, but you know that part of the story is absolutely clear. What actually happened with the data is not clear. That's why we need FOIAs. That's why we need investigation. Uh, there, there was this story when uh, somebody from Pandata called, you know, just got on the phone, called the you know, MSMR, and and uh, the MSMR told them, uh, look, the reason that the that the post glitch data came back a little bit higher than the historical data, because that you know that's part of what I found, right? Was that okay? We know that the his, that that the rent story is wrong, but look, sometime between publications, the historical data changed why did that change happen why why are you know um neoplasms being shown as in 2016 123,000 and then later shown as 139,000 and the claim of the MSMR is this is because telehealth medicine calls were added in so i guess there were 13,000 telehealth medicine calls for neoplasms I, and maybe that's right i don't know the thing that, the thing that that made me doubt this story was that um you know, the, the differences, it was a, what's this down here, change by publication. This is just for neoplasms. Overall, like 
this is just for Neopods. The overall like jumps in these numbers were 13.1% and 13.9% on the total records, which does not sound like the growth curve of telehealth medicine. Telehealth medicine for the last like six, seven, eight years has been shooting through the roof like an exponential curve. It should not have added 13.1% then 13.9% two years later. It should have been a much sharper increase two years later in 2018. But the thing that should make everybody real suspicious is that when the last MSMR was was published uh, about four months ago, when the June MSMR was published, it did not have the past years for comparison. So I was never able to draw that supposed telehealth, telehealth medicine curve. You know, everything, you know, you don't have to understand everything. What you have to understand is the rents presented numbers were wrong. Teresa uh, probably can't read most of, you know, you can't conclusively read the queries. I'm not saying that she gets them all wrong, but she, she didn't know the difference between first occurrence and all occurrence. She didn't know the difference between an entire category collection and pregnancy, for instance. Um, and, and that, and that the presentation of these numbers since then has come with me explaining multiple times what happened with me being told by numerous attorney attorneys, numerous times, we'll, we'll get those FOIAs filed for you. And then just being ghosted on it. You know, Thomas Rince told me in March, this is my highest priority. And in May, um, you know, I basically gave him the finger and walked away when they had been filed, when he said, I'm, I'm having another attorney do this. You, you need to have a conversation with him now, right? Like just, you know, I'm going to push you off, spin your wheels. I saw what happened to Brooke Jackson. I saw what happened to her. And so I had to step away and start doing this, doing this myself. But it's interesting. Like, you know, there's all this trauma around this, you know, um, you know, I, I'm being told, you know, these people are risking their lives and this and that. And, and what's weird is I'm the only one whose home has been destroyed and car vandalized and who's been assaulted, you know, <laughs> what, what's reality and what's just theater that's being projected at you uh, for the point, for the purpose that, that it's so hard for even a database administrator to recognize that it's just theater until they take the long time, you know, the full day look themselves. And then they come to the conclusion that I was right about all of it should make you wonder. And, you know, I, I did not feel particularly, um, I don't know. I, I feel like Steve was, was there to perform a dance. He said from the beginning that he was here to talk about all cause mortality, but my invitation was to come talk about the DMET data. Um, so I don't know. Don't feel very comfortable about this conversation. Glad he came. Uh, I, I recognize that he is, uh, more courageous than most of the people out there. But I think also, uh, I, I think he, he believes that he can, you know, he's convinced me that, that he's, that he's trying to, you know, use words to, to shift focus over and over again. That's the way I felt about that hour, 20, hour, 20 minutes was that he kept trying to, you know, shift focus away from the thing that he, that I invited him to come talk about at least for half a conversation, but, uh, somebody says, um, Teresa Long is military. There's a good chance she's being used to intentionally muddy things. And this was actually, and I wrote about this in one of my articles. This was actually one of my worries. You know, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm, tr I'm not trying to, you know, close the outs for her. Right. Uh, maybe I should, uh, since I, I guess we're not, um, 
we're not we're only going to rumble and rockfin and not um and not youtube so i'll just bring this up here where we can see all the comments at once um uh Teresa Long's military there's a good chance she's being used to intentionally muddy things that's been one of my hypotheses and in fact i've presented that hypothesis to steve and uh to people in, in his um steering committee i presented it to dozens of people actually interestingly the people that i present it to who are military or military intelligence take that more seriously um people on the outside uh seem to want to reject it out of hand or just route around it and i don't get it i don't i don't i don't understand why why is nobody worried that Teresa could be compromised right she could have a gun to the back of her head now her claim is that she has a gun to the back of her head not to be talking um you know i find this i find this you know it, several people from the military have reached out to me and said if i got an order like that at that level and and disobeyed it i bet that i would be I would be serving some sort of punishment that is not a punishment that is absolute terror, torture, and hell. That's what I've been told by multiple people in the military. Um, and yet that doesn't seem to be happening with her. So we should be breaking down this story. We should be talking about what it actually means. And, you know, I, I, I don't know why this wouldn't be interesting to people who want to get at the truth. Uh, I do believe that the that the DoD is is essentially running the pandemic on both sides of it. I, I was certain that you know that they were the agent of cause, right? Um, the military banking complex is obviously the world's largest prize. Um, but the evidence that they are on our side, uh, working whether it's chaos agents, whether it's people being steered and manipulated, I do think that's happening. Of course, you know, JJ Cooey and I um, were both offered forms of market bribes. We've since then heard about this with other people. And I can't remember exactly who all the names are or whether or not I'm supposed to be talking about all this publicly. Um, somebody's asking, when was I assaulted? Um, it's all the way back in March, but uh, I, I don't want to talk about it for a lot of reasons. Will in the future, but I, I, I think that I could put additional people at danger by talking about it now, but I've talked about it with, you know, people around me in private, um, at least, and I've used it as a test in at times to find out what people know or care about. Um, uh, you know, it, it was not assault as in like being hit or shot or something like that, um, but it is something that is technically assault. Uh, it's actually worse than that. I was put in handcuffs and intimidated, so. Um, so let's see any other questions I need to answer. I wasn't really reading chat while I was talking with Steve. So I'm going to go back and see, is there any more of this? I'm in some good sized groups with big names. Consensus is that you should not have, have done the movie. Um, okay. That's John mentioning that about, uh, Steve doing the, the documentary. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's no doubt. I mean, it, like, it, it it feels just bizarre to me that Steve has that Steve has no sense of managing his image with other people. Like that, I find that so bizarre as as to like it it lowers my trust with Steve. Right, that's one of several things in this conversation that lowers my trust with with Steve dramatically. That he would not think that commingling his reputation with those of others has an effect. Uh, that's just bonkers um 
that he wouldn't have a, a person if he makes a million dollars a year off the Substack. I don't know if that's the exact number, but I think it's in that ballpark. Uh, then he can afford to hire one, a private investigator two, you know, somebody to be, you know, helping him with who he's speaking with, what these projects look like, or even running the speaking campaigns himself, right? I have higher and lower levels of trust for all these tours that have been going on, right? Um, and and higher and and not both with the people who run them and with the people speaking with them. Like a lot of times, I think there are people speaking, and I don't and I don't trust the person holding it, or I don't trust some of the people they're speaking with. I'll just give one example. Um, I like. Uh, I don't know how many people know who Dr. Littell is. Uh, I find him to be um, very high level of trust, right? Like he's one of the people that that um, I, I feel like I read he and his wife well enough when I met them in San Juan um, to be able to say that um, I, have, I have little doubt about his integrity. Um, on the other hand, I have seen him at a couple of events and, and I, I don't think if, you know, and, and it's not that I, I didn't raise any concerns you know, I, and I didn't know how to view all of it at the time, but I don't think that like everyone in, in all these events was necessarily trustworthy. I think that should be the responsibility of the people putting on those events and running those events. But um, we've seen enough chaos that, um, that, you know, somebody like Steve should have someone under his employ, right? His Substack makes a lot. It can do that. He should have someone who vets the people that he is working with on that kind of a level. <sighs> when he does stuff like the billboards, I could see why people wouldn't mind throwing him a couple of bucks. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, but it, and here's what I think. I think that, that he has the CEO mindset of doing a whole lot of things and seeing what sticks and seeing what works and all this kind of stuff. I, but, but, whether it's intentional or unintentional, I think the amount of harm that he, that, he, that he does may be almost as large or possibly larger at this point. Um, I think that documentary uh, made it larger, though I think it, at least some people in the community are discussing this enough. And some people are coming to the realization that there is this pool of people who seem to be fomenting violence all the way from, you know, Lee Dundas speaking on January 5th at the Capitol and she was there on January 6th, but she was literally telling the crowd, you are within your rights to, I think the words were, uh, you know, take them out back and shoot and hang them or something like that. She's talking about the lawmakers. It sounded like certainly sounded like, you know, everybody I, I've known who watched that clip got the same impression as me that she was fomenting violence. Right. Um, or that, um, you know, or that I've been told that uh, Dr. Marble was encouraging people in the military of sedition, right, to, to violently push back at, you know, to, to take it over, right? Um, uh, John says, Steve flies by the seat of his pants. There's no organization there. I hope that's true, but I don't know why you would say a statement with that with such certainty. I think that we need to be careful in evaluating step by step, you know, um, like, you know, he, he should feel like he is under scrutiny and, and come up with a better procedure. This was part of the reason why I wanted to talk with him about cryptocurrency, right? Because what the cryptocurrency industry did that makes it an industry is it came up with validation tests, right? How do you know when a message that's sent to you is secure? How do you know whether or not a person is trustworthy? It all comes into the game theory, uh, to the game theory. Right. And this is why, you know, something like, you know, are the embalmers uh, seeing clots? 
right? You know, like I said, you could have made lists. You could have uh, randomized who was going to make those calls. Every person who's called has, you know, validators. They would have that explained to them beforehand. It would be three phone calls in five minutes of their time, maybe 15 minutes of their time. If they wanted to ask questions, if they wanted to know more about what was going on, great. You know, they could be told, um, you know, and, and they could be you know, given a signature. Your name will, will not be used except internally or something like that, right? Um, it, it may even be, well... And, and when you know, if you have three validators, three different people that call that person, then if there's a leak, you know, you can't have many leaks without being able to identify who was leaking, right? Um, one way or another, there are organizational ways to do this, and that could be done. Um, I do know people who are calling embalmers. Um, the, the guy who goes as the naked emperor, is that Ivor Cummings? Uh, do I have the name right? Um, he said that he was calling embalmers and they weren't saying that they were seeing the stringy clots. So, you know, I... I don't know. I actually believed in the stringy clots that, you know, I, I have percentage beliefs for everything and error bars. You know, I think we should all think this way. We should, we should, um, you know, keep ideas on, um, you know, it, I mean, it, it really is like, like quantum mechanics in a sense, right? Um, you know, until you have validation, you don't have uh, the wave function collapse. You have probabilities. There are different possibilities. I have to keep my mind open. Um, Anyway, Steve should create a VAR system like Open VAR's and MetalArts. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think, I, um, and this is Albert Benavidez. Welcome to Eagle. Uh, Albert, I think actually we're going to leap that era with uh, cryptocurrency. I think people people right now, they don't want to wear, a, some people don't want to wear a Fitbit. I don't wear one. Uh, they don't want a company to have their data, right? And there are some companies that even say, we don't collect your data, right? But you don't know that. Like, how would you know that? Um, there are people who are going to make devices that are that where you have you have to give it cryptographic approval for anybody to use that data for any purpose to even know what that data says until you decrypt it no one knows what it says and and what we're going to have is VARES is going to be you know something that people sort of voluntarily participate in and if you have 23% participation well you know that you scale the number up by 100 over 23 on average or or i mean it may be a little different right because of you know participation biases healthy user bias so um yeah, it, that, that's, I mean, we're going to leapfrog all of this if we can get to the era of the use of cryptocurrency not controlled by centralized governments. That'll be one of the leaps. Let's see if shedding turns out to be a real risk that messes over everyone. Um, and, and I'm going to say this, and, and I'm not saying that I don't trust any of the people I'm about to name, but you know, shedding is one of the reasons why we can't build up heroes and trust doctors completely, like the hero doctors. When I was in San Juan, I was having a uh, whiskey with um, at the end of the night with uh, the first night that, that everybody was there um, with Dr. Urso, Dr. Corey and Dr. Cole, those three guys. So the four of us, you know, we're like the last ones who walked down the stairs, the building we're in, we start walking back to the hotel and I've been looking for the opportunity to ask the question. So I, I trotted out the, Hey, you know, what do you think about shedding? And all of them go, Nope, Nope, Nope. I mean, it didn't go that far, right? I mean, it, it, it went two seconds. Everybody said no, maybe multiple times. And then I said, well, well, hold on. I had this experience in July where I was at a wedding. My wife and I came down sick the next day, same exact symptoms, you know, and the headache that was non-responsive to ibuprofen that was not like any, it was different than any headache I'd ever had before. And the groom was sick and other people at the wedding were sick. I was like, you know, what explains that? 
right? What explains this? And and by the way, the groom is he, he's a firefighter paramedic who's like former linebacker, like the healthiest guy I know. He he brags about never getting sick, brags about never getting sick, even though he handles sick people, taking them to the hospital all the time. Um, he got sick, you know, his honeymoon for a week. Um, I've heard so many shedding stories, and now we have research coming out about shedding. One, the doctors don't know everything. Two, some of them might be involved in propaganda operations. They might be, um, you know, parts of the theater. When you clear out so many people and there are only a few left to speak, even compromising one person becomes projected farther than people would like it to be, right? And I'm not saying that any of those guys are. I'm just saying that if any one of them were, that's already one person whose voice could have said, wait, we need to keep this hypothesis open. And they all should have said, we need to keep this hypothesis open. But it's a weird enough conversation that they could plausibly just say, no, no, can't see any reason why. We should look to mechanisms. Up. We should not say no because I can't see a reason why. Mechanisms are usually not known. I lived with vax people and definitely affected my period. Yep, heard that many times. Lots of people. Um, must separate into fluid versus aerosols. And, and, and also, I, actually, this, um, this shedding hypothesis is part of the reason why I have worried about something like bacteria weakening people's immune systems making it easier for either a virus maybe maybe at that wedding we all just got the virus that we were all testing negative so i don't think so but i don't even know if positive versus negative test is the way to know all of this stuff right it's hard to say it's hard to say if there is something like bacteria that has been put in the rivers right and we have video of what looks like something like a bacteria dump in into um into a river uh tim truth video by the way he's, he's posted that a couple i don't think he knows what it is i think that it's i think it's bacteria i think that's the easiest hypothesis given what was going on breast milk and semen yes shedding proven well i haven't tested those things i don't know about you guys <laughs> all right um all right, uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave this on a joke, and we'll leave this with a happy with a happy new year. Um, I you know, I I feel like there was some accomplished with this conversation, but I, I I think that the that the larger thing that is accomplished is, I I don't know, uh, I, I don't know why Steve doesn't see a big picture element or or worry about his how his images is mingled or whatever. Um, I the people who defend him mostly say things like, oh, he's just autistic. I don't believe that either. <laughs> um, but, but I can, you know, it, it, the thing that, um, that has always made me take pause with Steve is, is how naive can a person be, right? People can be naive and very smart at the same time. I hope that what I'm actually doing is chiseling away at his naivety. Either he's controlled opposition or he's making a very, and I'm not saying I know which, I don't. I'm not going to make a declaration. There's no reason to make a declaration. Um, it could be that I am now pushing him hard to chip away at his further naivety. Um, you know, we can see that I did that with this 
database administrator. And I plan to talk with her. I, I hope to talk with her. She said that she, um, she'd be happy to come and run in the earth in, in, unless she came up with some reason why, like, you know, all of this conversation like turned out to be wrong, that she, that she was happy to come on around in the earth with me. But I think that means we'll probably have a conversation this week. I assume um, she'd be one to, she'll be one to talk to me on the phone. So yeah. Um, you know, you can see very smart people can be fooled even with information in their domain. So long as it looks like everybody who would be an expert is also in line with the story. That's why it pisses me off that Steve or Robert Malone or Brett Weinstein or Chris Martinson or whoever, if any one of them, any one of them had pushed out um, the correct DMED story, then we would not be here, right? Because you need consensus amongst that fire hose of information, whether it's on, you know, the one side of the narrative or the, or the counter narrative or whatever, you know, Stop, stop believing uh, in the narratives, check more yourself uh, and check, you know, you can't check everything. It's, it's economically impossible. Check some things at random, check some things with other people, have a circle of people with whom you trust to check, uh, have multiple validation schemes, right? Multiple validation schemes. That's the, that's the lesson that, that we learned from crypto, from Bitcoin. Anyhow, hope you all, I uh, hope you all have a very good new year. Uh, continue to educate yourself, continue to look at everything dispassionately, uh, decentralize, localize all the things that make you stronger, read more, work out more, eat better, all those things. Um, and last thing Albert says, smart and wise are two separate conditions and one does not imply the other. It's absolutely true. Stretch, uh, you know, and, and having leg muscles doesn't mean you have arm muscles and vice versa. So, you know, don't skip leg day. Don't skip wisdom day. All those things. All right. Take care, everybody. Oops. Outro.